suffering is a choice. It's optional. And that the keys to eliminate resistance are available to you when you are ready to stop being a victim and blaming others. And it's very easy to blame the government or blame your health or blame something for why things aren't going your way. But really, I would say to people, no, it's because of you and your decisions. And when you start making better decisions, you're going to get better outcomes. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Beth Davis. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. It's so great to have you joining me today. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm very excited to have this conversation with you today. We're going to talk about human design, which is something that I've known about for years and years and years, and people kept mentioning it to me. And every time I looked at it, I thought, "Mm mm-hmm, that's a bit over the top. And I just shut my computer again and I walked away. And then suddenly at the beginning of the year, it just came up over and over and I was introduced to you and we had a chat and my mind has been blown. So I would definitely am very excited to bring your zone of genius to our listeners today. But before we dive into this topic, which is a, a I was going to say a rabbit warren. It is. It's a big deep dive kind of topic. It is. It really is. Yeah. Why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about who you are? And I'd love to you to share how you found human design and came to be doing what you're doing. Sure. Do you want me to start there with how Absolutely. I found it? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I had actually been introduced to it about 15 years ago and sadly did not pay attention. (laughs) I was not able, my friend was not able to describe it to me in a way that I understood nor found interesting. And so I blew it off, which I've been known to do in my life. And (laughs) one thing I will say to people is when people are trying to give you new information, pay attention. Jump to, I think it was around 2014, I had just finished an ecstatic dance class and I was having lunch with my friend Christina and she said, hey, have you heard of human design? I said, I have. She said, do you know what type you are? I said, I think I'm a generator, but that's all I remember. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, I'm a generator too. And that means we need to wait to respond. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wait to respond. What does wait to respond mean? Mm-hmm. And she started to explain that it wasn't about hustling and pushing and trying to make things happen. It was about waiting to see, in a sense, we can respond to anything, mm-hmm. but is it the wind? Is it the, you know, is it a billboard? Is it a question someone asks? Mm-hmm. And I, I love this idea of letting life come to me as a conscious act mm. and not feeling that I had to just do it or make it happen or get out there and push, push, push or hustle, hustle, hustle. Now, I sometimes even now will tell my clients, you need to hustle a little bit, mm-hmm. but hustle after you've made the decision from the waiting. So that's that was the big aha for me is that it didn't mean wait forever. It didn't mean procrastinate. It didn't mean don't take action. 
It simply meant wait until you're correct in your decision-making, then move into action, Mm -hmm. then go for it, then hustle. And then everything feels good because ultimately human design is about the correct use of your energy. Mm -hmm. And if you make incorrect decisions, you won't have sustainable energy to hit the goal. You'll quit or you'll reach a, a lot of resistance. You might get to the end. But you're going to get there kicking and screaming, covered Mm. in bruises and Mm -hmm. dust versus you make a correct decision operating in in human design from what is called your strategy and authority. You make a correct decision from there. And then you've got the life force fuel to actually take you to that goal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that to me is what I find uh, so profound found about human design is that it all comes down to your strategy and authority. Never mind what I say or anyone else says, what's right for you? And taking back our personal sovereignty, when I say it, to me, it doesn't seem like such a big deal. You be you, you know that phrase, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you do mm -hmm. you, I'll do me, you know, live and let live and do your own thing. Truth be told, however, the, all of us, all humans labor under layers of conditioning and programming mm-hmm. that really limit our capacity to make correct decisions because it, the, the decisions are being filtered through things such as, well, what will my mother think? <laughs> what will they say at the water cooler? What will my boss think? What will my husband think? Well, who cares? Because they're not the one that's going to live your life for you. You have to live your life for you. And this is such a novel concept to most people. You know, here's something heretical I say, and and I'm going to say it because I enjoy saying it, and I'm sure it'll piss a few people off. But, you know, at award ceremonies, people will get up there and the first thing they do, who do they thank? They thank my mom and my dad. And then they thank God. I was just about to say, and then they thank God. (laughs) Right. Now, I, you know, I could see thank, I want to thank mom and dad for having me, for raising me to be a competent individual. And I want to thank God for creating this magnificent universe. And I want to thank myself because I'm the one that did it. I did it. Mm -hmm. No one else did it for me. No one, no one made it happen for me. Right. I don't care who we're talking about. It can be Mariah Carey or Barbara Streisand or JLo or Madonna or Oprah any really massively successful person, what they all share in common is a curiosity, a willingness to push limits, and a complete faith in their own abilities to take action Mm. when opportunity strikes. You know, Oprah says, I don't make plans. I wake up every day. I say, universe, use me for the highest good. But she knew she wanted to be in broadcasting. She knew she was a good talker and a good listener. And she got into public speaking and then was invited to one radio station. And then she was heard on that station and got invited to another radio station. And before she knew it, she was being offered syndication. And the rest is history. And then she went into television and boom. It came from that singular desire within her to be heard. Mm. And in being heard to make an impact in people's lives. And I, I love Oprah. I love her. I think we all love Oprah. But oh, my God. Don't we? What she, I mean, who doesn't like Oprah? Exactly. Oh, I mean, all she does is good on this planet. She is a stand for 
spiritual truth. And so when I think about her life purpose and her human design, she's here as a spiritual guide to people. Mm-hmm. And she goes through experiences and she learns and then and she shares those experiences. So at any rate, I think what really makes a difference between success and failure for all of us is being 100% true to ourselves. And yes, mm. you can thank God, you can thank your mother, you can thank your father, but start with thanking yourself. Mm. Because the things that happen for you, and I believe everything's happening for your highest good, are going to take you where you need to go if you are willing to put in the energy and the mm. effort. But that needs to follow the decision versus just stumbling out blindly, pushing and trying to make something happen without a clear decision. I love all of that. But that last little piece, this is what I have personally got from human design. And I also love that you say that so many people aren't able to describe it because that is essentially what took you so long to find it. It's what took me so long to find it. You were able to describe it to me in less than 10 seconds when we first met. And I was like, now I get it. And I'd always thought of human design as being quite woo-woo. And I think that actually my brother is someone that says, as soon as you say the word woo-woo, Sam, I turn off. He said, I'm not interested. But (laughs) he is totally all over human design and it's completely changed his life as well because it's not woo-woo. It's science. It's it's science. It is is backed by science, yes. Yeah, and that's something that that I love about it, and I think that some people get really confused by this, that it is science, it is a way for us to live our life. And me personally, the biggest thing that I've got from it is exactly what you're saying, the understanding of how to make my decisions, the understanding of how to make things work, and to understand where to take the action. Because I think you, you said something that was very, very good. You know, it's not about the hustle, but it's not just about sitting back either. So the human design helps you to understand, okay, this is where we're spending our time. This is where we're making that decision. We can make that decision in a split second. Now we're going to move with that and everything feels so much more in alignment. It certainly does. Yes. Let's talk about, actually, I just want to quickly cover before we move into, you know, how people can start to discover their brand. You mentioned type. Can you just very, very briefly go over the types? Because I think that will help people to understand. Sure. So type is about how your your aura functions, the energy around you functions. Uh, The body gives off heat, obviously. We generate energy. We can feel it. You know, if the temperature drops, our body will get cooler, but attempt is the energy will move to the core. Our bodies are always giving off energy. We're beings that are built to release tears, sweat, et cetera. Mm -hmm. We're beings that we take in and then we release our breathing, right? We breathe in the oxygen and release CO2. So that's the cycle that we're always taking in and then releasing what we don't need. And in human design, your type is about how your body essentially interacts with your environment. Mm -hmm. And when you interact correctly with your environment, you come into alignment and you eliminate resistance. To me, the ultimate umbrella point of human design is to eliminate resistance Mm -hmm. because resistance sucks. Mm -hmm. Big time. We hate it. Big time. Oh, we hate it. We hate being frustrated. Uh We hate being bitter. We hate being stuck. 
I mean, it's a thing. Oh, I feel so stuck. You know, we hate it. So being able to eliminate resistance is a, is a powerful thing. The first type I'll talk about is the manifester because the manifester comprises 8% of the human population. They're the type that most of us are trying to be mm-hmm. unsuccessfully if mm-hmm. we're not a manifester. And their aura, if you can imagine, it kind of pushes energy out of the way. And I think of Moses as he parted the Red Sea. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. So that they, I think it was the Israelites. Right? They were on the run, right? They could escape and get to the promised land, if I remember the story right. But anyway, he pushed the water aside so the people could go through. That is what the manifester does with their energy field, is they push out of the way what's in the way mm-hmm. so that they can get where they're going. And they they hate intensely being thwarted from their goal. And uh-huh. as children, they will often learn to keep secrets because they don't want people getting in the way of their energy. And unfortunately, this is the opposite tactic to get what they need. They are built to inform others of what they're doing. And mm-hmm. when they inform, the seas part and they can get where they need to go. The manifestors are not considered energy types. And I'll talk about that in a moment. They are the only type, however, that can most closely approximate an idea in their mind and have it manifest and look the same and be the same as they imagine it. Mm -hmm. The rest Mm -hmm. of us, 92% of us, are really designed to be moving into a future that we don't know what it's going to look like. Mm. And that's how we know we're correct. We wake up in the morning, oh, I wonder what's going to happen today. I wonder what will be revealed today. And we're okay with that. Yeah. We can live in that place without trying to control everything. If you imagine that manifestors are who they are, they've been controlling humanity for a very long time. A very long time. That would be my theory. You know, they were probably most of the pharaohs, right? Mm-hmm. They had most of the slaves and all the slaves were the generators and the manifesting generators for the most part. <laughs> We've been the slaves. The manifestor mindset is just go out there, make it happen. What's the problem? Just do it. Hustle, hustle. It'll happen. Well, it does for manifestors. Mm -hmm. They can have a vision. And if their strategy and authority says yes, that vision manifests. Mm -hmm. And then they look at everybody else and go, what's your problem? It's so easy, says the manifestor. It's so easy. And and I say, Mm -hmm. well, for you, because you're a manifestor. Mm -hmm. Then we have the generator. And the generator has what's called a defined sacral, which is essentially your sex chakra. It's the pelvic region of your body. Mm-hmm. And all generators and manifesting generators have this sacral region defined. It's lit mm-hmm. up. It's activated. And it is, of course, the, the sexual area. So it is where we birth from and, and where we create from. Mm-hmm. Generators and manifesting generators make up 70% of the population. Generators are the most popular type. I'm a generator. 37% of humanity are generators. We are the builders. Mm-hmm. And we typically stay at something if we're correct a long time. For example, I've been doing life purpose work half my life now, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. half my mm-hmm. life. Hard to believe. Half my life. And I haven't lost interest in it. And I tend to do the same things over and over, like we're rolling out classes and some of the classes are new, but mostly the classes I've been teaching for 20 years, they just get better. So Mm -hmm. a generator tends to do similar things over and over to achieve mastery. And they need to wait to respond to what's in their environment because Mm -hmm. their aura is 
all encompassing. If you imagine a, a ball, a bubble around me as a generator, I'm a magnet drawing in opportunity, drawing mm-hmm. an opportunity. Then mm-hmm. we have the manifesting generator. They too have a magnetic aura. However, they're a hybrid. So they have that informing manifesting potential from the manifester. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole explanation for why. And then they've got the sacral, which is the life force energy. And you put those two things together. They're the express builders. Mm -hmm. They know which steps to skip. And so I'm often telling my manifesting generator clients, slow is fast. Mm. And I know some manifesting generators. In fact, I have a couple very close in my life. And they have learned to move slowly. And they're very, very effective. They're methodical mm. and they, they take their time. And while they're moving methodically through whatever the task is, they know which steps to skip. Mm-hmm. And so they have the most potential of all the types to manifest what they want because they have the manifesting potential from the manifester and they have the motor from the generator. Mm-hmm. So they are, they're fast. And they're quick. They just need to wait to respond. They can't do the initiating thing from the head like the manifester. Mm -hmm. Doesn't work. Then we have the projector and their aura. If you imagined my profile, like if I was turned this way, the aura comes off the body like a big beak. And there isn't much aura below the weight, below the tailbone. Most Mm -hmm. of the energy is coming forward. So you have generators and manifesting generators that have an all-encompassing circular aura that's drawing things in. The projector's aura is going forward and it penetrates the auras of other people. Mm -hmm. So they need to wait to be invited to work, to love, to the important things. Because Mm -hmm. if they butt in with that big nose aura, they get get rebuffed Uh and they become bitter. And there's nothing as sad as a bitter projector. Mm. I mean, it really is the issue for projectors. I, I So many projectors try to work at solo and they're meant to guide groups and nothing really can happen for them unless they're associated with a lot of generators. In fact, the generator and the projector need each other. All ah. generators need the guidance of a projector and all projectors, frankly, need the energy of the generator or else it just mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you have the reflector. And their aura just samples. It just samples everything around it. And and they are very attuned to what's happening in the solar system, mm-hmm. particularly the lunar cycle. Mm-hmm. The lunar cycle will move through what is known as the 64 gates in the human design. And a reflector will experience that shift through those 64 energies every single month. Mm-hmm. And they have the same lunar cycle every single month. And once they know what that lunar cycle is, they can see the ebb and flow and their moods. And they're here to be surprised by what they discovered. They need to take at least a month, at least a lunar cycle for any important decision. Mm -hmm. They are not meant to be in the moment, be impulsive, rush into things. No, 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 no. not at all. So those are the types. And you can see they're quite different. Mm -hmm. If they were part of a company... The manifester would be the CEO informing everyone of the latest innovation that they're going to mm-hmm. build. The generators would get down to whatever the repetitive admin and you know to the difficult, busy business work. The manifesting generators would be express building the mm-hmm. pieces. The projector would be advising everyone, project manager, think of it that way. The, pro- mm-hmm. the, the projector is the project manager. Project has the word <laughs> projector has the word project right in it. Uh-huh. They are masterful at project management. 
And then the reflector is the fool on the hill who sees the world spinning around <laughs> and sees the health of the community. Uh -huh. And I have, I think I have all the types on my team except a manifester. But I have all, because manifestors typically they run their own thing, right? They're not, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're not really subordinate to anyone. It just it doesn't work. But it's very fascinating having a reflector as our head coach because she knows immediately when something's out of balance within mm -hmm. the group. You know, if there's a little mutiny starting, like a little group of people have a complaint, and or someone's unhappy but they don't have the guts to bring it forward. You know, those things can become huge problems. And she just nips them in the bud. She'll just come right mm -hmm. to me. Oh, so-and-so is disgruntled. And then when we talk with the person, it's usually no big deal mm -hmm. if we mm -hmm. nip it in the bud. But when it gets out of hand, that's when groups can implode, you know, clients can gang up on each other or, or people can mutiny. And, you know, I've seen it all in all my years in business. Ha but having that reflector on the team has mitigated almost all the drama. Mm. They just suck the life out of the dramas and mm. uh, bring, keep bringing the group back to harmony. Yeah, love it, love it. So once you know what your type is, let's start to apply it specifically to us as coaches, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, because there's a lot of data, I guess, to you know, in our human design that helps us to act in a certain way so we don't burn out, so we don't offend people, all of the things that you just mentioned. Can you take us through, I know you talk a lot about brand, how we you know, take our brand out of our human design. Can you take us through that a little? Yes. In your human design, if you look at your chart, and I tell people Google free human design chart, you can easily get a chart. And if you do not know your birth date, you do need your birth uh, time, you need your birth time. There is a process called chart rectification. If anyone in your community needs that, I have a I have a worksheet that has three different resources on it. And I haven't personally worked with these people, but I like what I read at their website. And I thought, okay, mm -hmm. these people know what they're doing. So you can actually determine the time. You run a chart. And when you look at that first page of a report, a human design report, there'll typically be the body graph in the middle. Mm -hmm. which is a nine-centered diagram. And then to the right is your regular astrological chart, Western, Western mm -hmm. astrology, it's not mm -hmm. Vedic, which is slightly different. It's Western astrology on the right. And on the left is the design aspect of the chart. Mm -hmm. And the design is essentially the intelligence of the body. And the personality on the right is the intelligence of the mind. Mm-hmm. And what we're learning in this system, which is called human design, not human personality, <laughs> what we're learning in human design is to start to become aware and conscious of the unconscious knowledge of the body. And when we can get the mind out of the way, the body knows where to go. It knows where we need to live. It knows what we need to eat. We naturally fall into the right rhythm. Some people are night people. We know this. Some people are mm -hmm. day people. Mm -hmm. Some people need a lot of sleep. Some people don't need much sleep at all. Some people need a lot of food for what they do. And some people like me, you know, I'll go a couple days and eat two meals. And then, you know, I'll go three days and eat four meals. It just depends on what my body needs. It's not really consistent. And it's totally aligned with my design. 
Mm-hmm. I don't need to be a consistent eater. It's not relevant to my design. There are other people, if they're not consistently eating, their blood sugar drops, their brain fritzes out, right? So the design <laughs> is very, very specific in terms of your environment, your diet, what your mind is designed to do, how your mind's designed to communicate with others. It's really mm-hmm. remarkable. So back to the brand. This is probably one of the most pivotal positions in the whole entire chart. And it's your sun sign. So whatever mm-hmm. your sun sign, I'm a Leo. What, what are you? I'm an Aries. Very oh, Aries. fiery. Well, we get on. Aries uh-huh, and Leo, uh-huh. we get on. We just we're, get we're on. Fantastic it's together. Fantastic <laughs> together. Fantastic. I'm dating a Leo. And, you know, my sister is a Sag. My dad's a Sag. Fire signs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fire signs get on because fire signs have just this tremendous energy. So your personality sun, which is the circle with the dot in it, it's one of the first symbols you'll see on your chart is what people first respond to in you. Mm -hmm. So when you read your daily horoscope, there's actually usually some truth in there about that sun sign, Mm -hmm. of what's going on for all the people on the planet in that sun sign. Then there's a number associated with it, followed by a number after the decimal point. For example, my personality sun is gate seven, line five. What's yours? Oh, I should have pulled my chart up before we started speaking. That's right. You look for it. I'll keep talking. I will look for it. You talk. Yeah, I'll keep talking. So your personality sun is your life's work, and it is what you vibrate. It's what people see in you. So mine happens to be leadership, where the goal of the leadership is to help people express themselves. I mean, you can't even make this up. Right? That's what I'm here to do is teach you how to express yourself. And then the line following it gives it a certain role, a certain mm-hmm. flavor. And line five happens to be leadership as well. So I am leadership, leadership. That is what I'm here to do. And, and to, in a sense, activate the leader in others, mm-hmm. really to have, help them take responsibility for their self-expression. Mm. So I mostly work with coaches and writers and speakers, messengers. Messengers are my people, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever industry they're in, the messengers, the spokesperson for the company, the dog and pony show for the company, the salespeople for the company. I mean, anyone in that messaging role, that's who I tend to help because that's who I'm designed to help. Mm. So your life's work is that gate and that line. And so what I would say to people is look up your personality sun. It's going to be in the sun sign you were born in which most people know their sun sign. And then the gate gives you the theme. And then the line after the decimal point is going to be one through six. It's going to be either one, two, three, four, five, or six Mm -hmm. is the role, is the role of that life's work. So my role is to be a heretic leader, helping people lead through correct Mm self-expression. And that's what people come to me for. So our personality sun is what we provide the other at our most powerful, at our Mm. most fully expressed. It's the energy of the sun. And it it is what people are drawn to in us. And it's right there in our chart. We don't need to spend the next 10 years, 15 years. Some people spend 20 years or longer trying to figure this stuff out and like you said before, they're frustrated, they're stuck, they're overwhelmed. What are we here to do? And it's just, it's right there. Yeah. Well, they're also in their heads. Mm. You, know, you can't solve everything through thinking and talking. A lot of life is solved by listening, particularly listening internally. 
mm-hmm. and then flowing with life. Mm. I mean, my goal is to flow in all things, not to mm-hmm. be in resistance. We're not mm-hmm. meant to be sick or broke or unhappy. Mm. We're not. We're not. No. I yeah. love that. So t- we're not meant to be sick, broke. Let's talk about being broke or let's talk about struggling to make money because this is also in our chart how we should be making money or where our our money line is. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what you call the prosperity key? Sure. So the prosperity key is a concept that was created by a wonderfully gifted man named Richard Rudd. And the prosperity key can be found in your personality, Jupiter. And Jupiter, the symbol looks like a fancy number four. Mm-hmm. in the chart. So on the right side, the personality side, if you look at your Jupiter position, there's going to be a gate, a decimal point followed by a number, which is the line one through six. So let's say I'll give you mine. So my prosperity key is gate 40 mm-hmm. decimal point line five. So 40.5 is my prosperity key. And gate 40 is the gate of aloneness. And it is the energy of taking a break after doing a lot of work. And line five, once again, is leadership. So what I have my clients do is figure out a mantra for their prosperity key. And so the the mantra that I came up with goes like this. When I take time to be alone, my power as a leader grows. Mm. So I've known this for 15 years. I I take copious amounts of alone time. And people think I'm so busy. Well, I'm busy. Yes, I'm a generator but I'm not busy all the time, mm-hmm. all right? If I'm busy, I'm busy being alone and I'm researching, I'm mm-hmm. napping, I'm meditating, I'm deepening my knowledge typically when I'm by myself. I, I don't watch a lot of TV. I really can't sit through movies hardly at all anymore. They're just too long. I just don't want to uh-huh. sit. So my time is, is spent developing more content for our community and reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I paint. I dance. I have things that I do to restore myself. And that is my prosperity. Mm. And my prosperity key is that alone time to strengthen my power, to strengthen my aura. So it means for me, I'm not meant to be publicly visible all the time. I'm not like an Oprah where I'm constantly visible. That's not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right for me. I'm visible as I need to be. And then I go back into the shadows to do my thing behind the curtain Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to do my thing. So everyone has this prosperity key. And actually in our upcoming class, our free class tomorrow night, actually, we are identifying everyone's prosperity key. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if, if people want to come check it out, they certainly can. We teach the class out of the Facebook group. And many people have said this prosperity key, when they've made it their mantra, has been life-changing. Mm. And I know it has been for me because I because I just start to know when I need the alone time. I start getting irritable and edgy, and it's not anybody's fault. Mm-hmm. I just need more sleep. I need to just be with myself in solitude. Mm. But some people's prosperity key is about socializing or celebrating or having parties or being out in nature. I mean, yes, I go out in nature, but that, you know, that's that's good for me. It's good for everyone. But for people who have nature highly, highly aspected in their design, they need to be outside. They need to mm. be in nature. And, you know, some of us. Yeah, we get outside once in a while, but it's not going to make us or break us. So the prosperity key is very, very clear about what will nourish you and what will Mm. support you. And what happens with the prosperity key 
is when you start using it as a mantra, it starts redirecting your mind in the correct direction so that money and resources can find you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to chase after money and resources. Everyone will attract the right amount of money when they're correct. Mm-hmm. This isn't about, oh, I want to be a millionaire. I, most people, I'm like, what are you going to do with a million dollars? You can't even manage the money you have right now. <laughs> so I said, you learn to manage the money you have right now. And then, you know, then we can talk about a million dollars. You're terrible with your money. Mis, you know, awful misuse of your money. Come on now. And I've been there. I'm much better mm-hmm. with my money now, but you know, I, so much money has passed through my hands. So the prosperity key directs the mind to what will support the individual mm-hmm. to keep the mind quiet and centered. Oh, totally. What I love about this is, and you know, something that I've seen is that generally as coaches, we find something that works for us and then we teach that. But really going back to our human design chart, what works for one, doesn't necessarily work for you. And That's I think right. that this is the, the the most important, well, one of the most important things that, you know, that I realize it's all here, it's all in the chart. And I need to do me in the way that I'm meant to be showing up. And you mentioned right at the beginning, you know, people say you do you, but we can still get caught up with thinking, oh, that works for that person. Let me give that a try. And right. it's not about that at all. No, and that only works if it go, like, goes through your strategy and authority. I mean, there's many, many things I've learned from others that I've mimicked and have worked. This is how I look at it. When any coach I've hired, I've been pretty good with my decision-making in business, I have to say. I've had a few snafus, but that's not been the biggest challenge <laughs> area of my life. <laughs> Snafu. I've had some <laughs> problems, but it's not been the biggest problem area of my life by a mile. I'm very fortunate in that regard. I have a pretty good business head. So, <laughs> but what is remarkable is, you know, making these decisions in business from my strategy and authority. So, every coach I've had, I've been happy with. Mm-hmm. Because I got a very clear internal, yes, this person is going to help you. And once I made the decision, then I just did everything they said. This is what I try to say to my clients. Once you make the decision to join our coaching group, don't keep questioning the decision. Mm. Either get in or get out, but then take the coaching. Mm-hmm. Don't, mm-hmm. You don't have to keep making the decision on every piece of coaching. Then go try it. So the people I've coached with, I knew had the right things for me. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of coaches I didn't coach with who I love as human beings, who I think are phenomenal coaches, and what they're coaching people around isn't something that I want or need, Mm -hmm. but other people want or need it. And that's where it's really okay to mimic, provided you start with, is it correct for you? Mm. Then you can go learn from someone and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm. But if you just go in blindly thinking, well, I'm going to lay down all this money and this person's going to fix this for me and this, no, Mm-mm. no, no, they're not. Nope. They're definitely not going to fix it for you. And in fact, you'll end up upset with them when it's your own darn fault that you didn't make a correct decision. It's, it's almost never the coach's fault. I'm mm-hmm. a huge, I mean, what kind of people go into coaching to try to rip other people off? I mean, first of all, it's not a lucrative profession for quite a while until you really really figure out how to do business. So you have to really be motivated to be a coach. And then on top of it, people go into coaching because they really enjoy seeing people transform out of suffering and into success. Mm -hmm. And that's a certain kind of person. Mm -hmm. Uh, My experience is 99% of coaches have good intentions. 
and they want to help their clients. They really, truly do. Yeah, but they're human. They're going to have integrity issues. They're going to make mistakes. You know, talk it out with your coach, like get a grip. Like they're, Mm. you know, what happens when I see happen a lot is people will hire a coach and then expect that coach to work miracles. And then when the coach can't, because the client isn't particularly coachable, they then start projecting their parent crap onto the coach, like their mom or dad. And, you know, you let me down. I'm like, did I let you down? Did I let you down? You didn't show up to the calls. And when you did show up, you fought me on everything. And then you didn't take my suggestions. So whose fault is that? I mean, oh I don't even goodness. know why. I love this. I don't even know why you're here. And I talk to my clients. Do they love it? I talk to them. I don't censor. So I'll say to clients, like, why are you even here? You fight everybody on everything. Everyone in this group is giving you great. And I open it up to the group. I don't have to have all the answers. Why? I don't have to have the answers. The group has the answers and the questions. And when someone just keeps arguing for their limitations and, you know, fighting everybody, and I'm like, then don't come. Then just leave if you're not going to surrender to this process that you decided to be in. So uh-huh. I know you help a lot of coaches and I am a huge advocate for the coaching profession. And I also am a very outspoken adversary to coaches who do take advantage, who uh-huh. sexualize their clients, who bully their clients, who whatever, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be mm-hmm. a stand for that too, but they're the minority, you know, and they get a lot of attention if they get to a big position, but most of the coaches, even in a big position, you know, Martha Beck or Dr. Phil or whoever, they're wonderful people. They just mm. want to help people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, so I just encourage coaches to learn human design because it is a shortcut to understanding your client and you won't be projecting your ideas and your solutions. And, Oh, I think you should do this. It's like, well, do you, well, I got to run it through my strategy and authority. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. you know, even if the client is in the coaching group, I'm not expecting them to just follow me like a soldier. Well, a little bit. <laughs> I am a bit of a drill sergeant. It's true, but it is my design. So, you know, give it, I am called the general in my design. Ah. But uh, but they can talk back to the general. They can say, well, Beth, I like this part, but I'm not so sure about this. So I tried this and this happened. Great. Just do something with it, right? Go with it. So coaches can take human design and then see immediately their client's brand, their life's work, their prosperity key. In our Life Purpose Lab, which is our free training, we show people their desk work which is what they're meant to be doing essentially at their desk. Not everyone mm-hmm, works mm-hmm. at a desk, of course, mm-hmm. but desk work, your day-to-day work. We look at your business structure, who your ideal clients are, who mm-hmm. your allies are, who your affiliates are, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's all in the genetics. It's all in the genetics. So coaches who learn this tool, human design, have such incredible advantage in supporting their clients. because One, for the coach, they don't have to project their own stuff. Mm-hmm. onto the client, which is very freeing. And they also don't have to <clears throat> take the blame when the client's just acting out their design. Mm, and, you totally. Know, everything in the design has a, a positive attribution and a detriment. Mm-hmm. Right? There's master path and student path in life. And sometimes we're on the master path and sometimes we're on the student path. And we need so, all of that. So the coach can differentiate with human design and say to a client, hey, you think you might be on the student path with this? I'm noticing you're experiencing a lot of resistance. What do you think? Well, first of all, the client feels heard and seen and respected in that Mm -hmm. conversation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's really bottom line. It's all about respect. If you ask me, what is it about? It's about respect. Mm -hmm. Who am I to tell you what to do? 
Mm. Like, am I going to do it for you? Am I going to live your life for you? I can't any more than you could live my life for me. So having this information allows us to take the drama and the emotion and the personal attachment out of it Mm -hmm. and just ask the individual, well, do you feel like you're on the master path of this gene key or the student path? Mm -hmm. And, And then the person knows instantly, oh, I'm on the student path. Okay, well, what are a couple things you could do differently to activate it towards its positive expression? Oh, well, I could do this, this, and this. Great. And so then the person becomes self-reflective mm-hmm. right? as they learn their design and they, they stop giving their power away to their coach. Because mm-hmm. I'm not coaching to take power from my clients or have them join some cults or be like me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I do it because I have to, because it's what I'm designed to do. Mm, I don't have a choice about it. I mean, I could try other things, but I have tried other things. It didn't work. I was going to say it doesn't work, right? (laughs) No, it doesn't work. (laughs) Love it. You know, you talked about your, your challenges. You do have a Facebook group that's got all of this information in it. Can you tell people where they can go to find this? Sure. If you go to yourpurpose.com forward slash community, that link takes you to our Facebook group. It's an easier link than giving out the Facebook group. If you want to search for the Facebook group, it's called Align to Your Design. Mm-hmm. And my name will be on it. But uh, if, if you simply type in yourpurpose.com forward slash community, it will take you to the Facebook group. I do ask people to answer the three questions, even if they say, I would rather not respond. At least we know they're paying attention. Mm-hmm. And then we let them into the group. And we usually have a training every week. However, this week, our Life Purpose Lab is running, and we do that a number of times throughout the year. And it's a week-long training where we examine the business aspects of your human design. And it's completely free. It's a training valued at $1,500. At this point, we've had thousands of students go through the training. And we just had class number one last night. So anyone who comes in can catch session two this evening. And we wrap up Saturday with a live Zoom hot seat call where I'll be looking at the charts of people who watch all the videos and do the homework. They watch all the videos and do the homework. They'll qualify for a hot seat. Love it, love it, love it. Definitely suggest going over and having a look at that. I will pop the link in the show notes as always. Beth, what is one you know, we've talked about a lot and you you haven't even scratched the surface. I know that you know so much about <laughs> this topic, but what's one thing that you want people to leave this episode with or, you know, the message that you want them to receive? I want people to know that suffering is a choice. Mm-hmm. It's optional. And that the keys to eliminate resistance are available to you when you are ready to stop being a victim. And blaming others. And it's very easy to blame the government or blame your health or blame something for why things aren't going your way. But really, I would say to people, no, it's because of you and your decisions. And when you start making better decisions, you're going to get better outcomes. Mm. And so I want people to be empowered to eliminate the resistance in their life by living correctly as themselves rather than this conditioned robot just going through the motions of what they think they should do to win approval, Mm. which is a horrible, exhausting way to live. And I've avoided it for a very long time. I mean, there's still moments where I catch myself and say, wow, that's a lot of conditioning. 
I call those human moments. <laughs> yes, you really feel your humanity in those uh -huh. moments. But that's the thing is that suffering is optional and you are meant to have a life that is fun and beautiful and easy and joyful. And you have the energy to put the effort into your work because it doesn't feel like work. Mm. So this isn't some pipe dream. It's actually how we're designed. But you're going to have to be willing to change and you're going to have to be willing to set boundaries with people. And when you set boundaries with people, you have to be willing to enforce the consequences when they break those boundaries. And to me, that's one of the main reasons people do not get where they want to go is they cannot manage the other people in their lives. They can't set boundaries. And if they do set boundaries, they don't enforce them. So no one believes them anyway. And they just get walked over. That's I mostly see a world full of martyrs more than anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, there's narcissists. Yes, there's bullies. And they tend to be in big positions. So it seems like, oh, the world's just filled with all these bullies. No, I'd say the majority of people are um, victimizing themselves mm. <laughs> and blaming the bully. But they're consciously choosing to not own their power. So... I'd like I to see it. that change. I love it. And you're definitely, yeah. you're creating huge change. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your Thank mastery you, with our listeners today. Beth, Thank you. Because I love listening to you talk on this topic. So thank you so much for sharing your message with others and uh, being such a fabulous guest today. Thank you. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.